These geeks hide behind their computers with a bunch of spineless losers. You're not afraid of these losers, are you? No. Are you gonna take shit from these losers? No. Good, because when I'm done with you, you're gonna be sending a message back. Only it's not gonna be with your keyboard. It's gonna be with your fists. Welcome back, fellas. Man, I am so pissed that last week I had to miss. I had food poisoning. And it was awful. I was golfing. I did 18 holes. It oh. was amazing. Right oh, away. That's a lot of holes there, buddy. <laughs> you know what? We'll you take penicillin? About... <laughs> we'll talk about oh, that later. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I Got tell you what, box. I had a sandwich that destroyed me. Like, and I mm. knew it right when it happened, and it was so bad. I don't know if you guys ever had contaminated meat, uh, but it's not the greatest thing in the world to experience. I can only imagine. Hey, Johnny, that's why I'm vegan. Oh, you don't eat meat? Nah. How long? Uh, since uh, the first, well, between the, the uh, Christmas and New Year's Eve of this past year. So I'm wow. into my, what, ninth month. It's He's awesome. never really... He's never really eaten meat, though. He's not yeah, I wasn't a huge big meat guy. I hadn't had uh, red meat or pork since I was 18, but which is like, what, two years ago, right, Robert? Yeah, and, nine, you know. nine so months no, ago. No fish, nothing, just straight up nothing, vegetables? Dude. Nothing. What, what do you do crazy. to, yeah, what do you do to pacify, to get, like, your nourishment? Like, how, how do you stay strong? With Tequila. Well, tequila, <laughs> thank you, Robert. Te I got him. Well, here's, here's the crazy part. Tequila and sake, as you know, uh, Robert knows very intimately about that sake trip we had. But, uh, yeah, we had to go. You know what? It's just uh, healthy living. You know, it's just a, a lot of uh, lot of veggies. You know, obviously a lot of beans from the protein. But, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not too difficult, man. I, I completely, like, kind of reverted what was going on and – like, I feel fantastic. Really? Yeah. Excellent. Crazy. What about Crazy. your diet, Robert? What do you do for your diet? I, I've actually not been eating a lot. You know, I, I'm trying to, because again, I'm, I'm used to being a gym rat. You know, I, I work out, well, I used to work out six days a week. Now kind of being isolated and shut down to that, I've had to adjust because, you know, you could gain some crazy pounds. So I've been really focused on, um, eating a breakfast in the morning, a, a solid breakfast, and then snacking throughout the day lightly of uh, nourishing foods. And then having an early dinner, I think is the key, you know, cause I've been going to bed around 11, 12 o'clock, one o'clock. So if I eat around six, seven, it gives it enough time to fully digest. I'll get a little good cardio workout in and, and call it a day. So yeah. Hey Johnny, what Robert really means by eating early, he goes to the blue plate special. <laughs> Tell me about the blue plate special. What's that about? Oh man! Oh yeah, have you never heard that blue plate special for the blue hairs, the older group? No, the older yeah, group? they, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like a, you know, silver sneaker status. Like you know, it if you go in early, you get the top quality food. You know, it's just it's fresh out the oven. I mean, that's 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 the secret right there. You know, it's just eat, eating early, and as you get older, you know. Now, I mean, Jimmy knows a lot about that, but um, Easy. me being 40, me being 41, you know, it's just, I got to really focus on the diet, you know, gut health is connected to the brain. And it's really interesting when you start doing more research, how connected our gut is to our brain. Uh, and Jimmy could uh, elaborate on that. He's really good with his gut. So um, 
<laughs> talk talk about what's in your gut, Jimmy. Um, currently, you know what? I'll be honest with you, man. <laughs> a bunch of fiber. <laughs> There's a bunch of lettuce. I mean, dude. Is that zero. what's left in there? Yeah. <laughs> zero, man. You bite me, man. You might. You'll get all the greens you'll ever need. Yeah, my 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 four year old was trying to bite Jimmy this morning. I'm like, you're not gonna get much, man. Yeah, it's, it's not a lot. But there are, there are some guns for the gun show. Jesus, you have a permit, <laughs> Johnny. Let me see those guns. Let me see. Jesus Christ, look at those things. All right, hold on. Not let too me bad. Zoom out. Not too bad for a middleweight. Not too bad. Uh, I actually have to zoom out for this because I need more. You know more. What what, hey, what, what, what I, was I, there I was you go. Trying to, I, I was trying to hide it with my tattoos. <laughs> what I will boast about, and it's be only because I'm a drummer. Okay, my calves are ridiculous, and, and I hate to do this, but ladies, you're welcome that are watching on video. I gotta, oh, there I you gotta go. see this. I gotta bring Ooh. it up. These bad ballet, boys, ballet dancer. Whoa, Jesus! Look at the vein. This is about <laughs> to pop. Man, you be shooting AGH in your just calves. I tell you, good what, stuff, I, Johnny. I've been a runner my whole life. I've been a boxer. I, you know, done martial arts and and a lot of athletics, and obviously played drums. Man, these things swelled up really fast from all that stuff, you know. But uh, that's, th that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, I want to change my diet. That's important right now because, like, yeah. what happened last week knocked the hell out of me. And I'm like, you know what? We're, we're all during quarantine doing things to, you know, uh, satisfy, what pacify, and, and get through this whole thing. And then I'm like, man, I just ate a whole bag of Lay's potato chips. What the fuck am I doing? Johnny and then throwing cocktails up. on top of that tons yeah, of you throw cocktails tons of cocktails every day you you guys were talking about what you do for breakfast what I do for breakfast sometimes it's not it's not the right thing but what I do is I, I hit my CBD and every once in a while I'm like you know what tequila sounds good right now too yeah. let's roll but speaking about passing off quick like <laughs> speaking about getting, good Speaking about getting through, I, what I've been doing is um, meditation. You know, uh, I've been That's meditating deep. with Michael Imperioli from The Sopranos. He's uh, hosting um, a lot of seminars, and oh, it's nice. been wonderful. You guys ever meditate before? I meditate twice a day. Yeah, I, not 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 really. My mind starts to wander after about three four minutes. It's really oh. difficult. That's if he's meditating around me. That's the problem. Understood. Yeah. Robert, what do you do? Like, how do you set up your meditation? Uh, I, medit I meditate early in the morning to kind of get my day started. You know, it, it's, I take the lead of billionaires. I, I listen to a lot of audios and try to educate myself daily. And, you know, everything starts with a clear mind. So, um, you know, my, my days consist of a lot of fires, as we call them in business, a lot of havoc. Uh, Jimmy knows, you know, we don't know what today has for us. So, to have that strong mind and will to conquer as an entrepreneur, it, it, it's all, it's all, it's all mental, right? So if you can manage your day properly and start with a clean slate, it's based on meditation because, you know, our minds, you know, we manifest so much and, and, and we cloud our minds with so much negativity. It's, it's scary. You know, it really is. So um, one, one person that taught me a lot about meditation who recently passed away a few weeks back is Frankie Bonelli. Uh, Frankie Bonelli was a very, you know, world famous drummer, Quiet Riot, 
Um, and he was a, a black belt, a third degree black belt. He's been studying since I could remember. And I grew up with him being like family and to see him hit with stage four cancer. I mean, the guy ate clean. He was a vegan slash vegetarian slash pescatarian rotation. And the guy was beyond healthy, right? You know, and you just really, you don't know what's coming. And to watch him meditate and watch him through his cancer journey, I call it just like my mother had, it's, uh, it's scary, but meditation helped him get through it. And, and it helped him have a clear mind and it, it allowed him to have a, a clear path to fight the war of cancer. And unfortunately it got him like it, it gets most. So, but again, he taught me a lot about how to clear the mind and the meditation side of, of, of mental state of business, I call it. So yeah, I mean, I do it in the morning. I try to do it before bed. I, I turn off all cell phones and I, I really just focus. I put on, you know, cause YouTube, right? I mean, YouTube has, I sent Jimmy notes. I, I'm constantly sending him videos, you know, but I, like YouTube has great content, right? And there's a lot of negativity on, on YouTube and there's a lot of positivity. So I use and focus on the meditation walkthroughs and I'll send you some Johnny and we can highlight a few, but there's some really good, if, if no one's ever meditated before, there's so many different ways to understand the meditation side of this, right? So when I'm really focused and I meditate and I'm dialed in and I'm, and I'm ready, I, I think that's key. But with an ADHD mind like me and Jimmy, it's very hard to, I mean, Jimmy, uh, you know, like Jimmy said, he, what, what, four minutes in and you're done, Jimmy, right? So it, that, that's the hardest thing because our minds are constantly going, we're so busy. So it's like, oh, for you to be able to shut your mind off and just focus on clarity, that's not always easy. So again, I try to do it two to three times a day. I always get the first one out of the way and I hope for the other two. But yeah. Hey, can I what ask a question? You? Yeah, of course. I'm going to, I'm going to take us away from this meditation thing. How's Vegas, man? Vegas is kind of weird. I mean, bottom line is, okay. How do I break this down? If you go to a bar, you could sit at a bar, but you can't really sit at a bar. Let me explain. They have the game machines that are actually at the bar shut down, but then they have, oh, wow tables with game machines on them that look mm. like laptops like remote laptops which are literally inches away from where the bar is i don't wow. that doesn't make any sense to me you know it's like if you're gonna do it guys let's do it Let, let's mask up let's wash our hands practice good protocol hygiene be responsible but we either go or we don't and that's i think we're right. all fed up you know out here especially um you know, Vegas is still Vegas. Uh, the casinos are open. They may shut down. I got to say I'm disappointed, and uh, I don't want to go to politics. So real quick, I'm going to get this one in and out. Is that <laughs> – so I'm going to get this one in and out. Is What happens is that they're not doing the right thing with unemployment, and a lot of people are suffering. You know, um, that's on them. They got to figure it out. Uh, other than that, I mean, life's good with my family. We're healthy. We're having fun. We we do things. We go to the banner cages. I go golfing regularly. Nice. I'm watching my sports. Yeah, I, I went golfing today. I have a love-hate relationship still with this mm -hmm. sport. Oh, my God. What about you? Hey, Jimmy? speaking of in and out speaking of in and out what about the hookers and the strippers there? 
I think they're what? still rocking and rolling, dude. They're just what passing the COVID too. freely. Yep. Yeah. You know what? They got to earn still. They got to make a living, right? They got to earn their money. Yeah. Well, the strip clubs are. I know the strip clubs are shut down. Obviously, yeah, they're right? not. They're not doing that. They're not doing yeah. any of the strip clubs. But uh, I'm sure that if you check the back page, of Nevada, you might find yeah. a thing or two that's out there. Jimmy, what's going on with you guys over there, man? Tell me about uh, what your environment's like. Oh man, we're rocking and rolling. Um, you mean business wise, Johnny, or just life? Everything in general. Yep. Well, Everything. I got a couple cool things to. Uh, Discuss about business. Robert and I um, signed a letter of intent to uh, venture with uh, a group, a capital group up in Canada to Vancouver, British Columbia to be specific, to uh, distribute our product into the entire world. So that's the exciting part. That's actually within the last week. So it's been really, really cool. We, Robert and I have been crushing it from morning, noon, and night, man. It's crazy. I'd love to hear that, especially yeah. during these times, man. We all got to be creative. I've said this like since March, and I'm not even trying to pat myself on the back. As soon as I saw what was going on in this world, I said, we all have to be creative and we all have to have intestinal fortitude and get through this any which way yeah. you can, as long as you're safe, as long as you're responsible and you're not hurting anyone. You know, some days, you know, like I said, I wake up, I have a little, like Jim Morrison said in the uh, Roadhouse Blues, I got up and got myself a beer. Sometimes those, that's okay if I don't have to drive, obviously, or do anything irresponsible. Mm -hmm. But then there's days where you really have to bite down and figure things out. And what I love is that what I was talking about with Michael Imperioli from The Sopranos, uh, the meditation. I don't know if I had so much time on my hands, I'd be able to do that. And that's great. And it's changed my life. It really has like the, the spiritual element of it. I know this sounds corny, but no, it, dude, you're right. It's, 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 it's enhanced me and made me feel really relaxed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with Jimmy, you know, I'm sorry, what Robert was saying, I totally agree with like, it's, it's really hard because I'm a hyper person, as you can tell. So to meditate and bite down on four to five minutes and really just focus your mind. I've achieved that over the past couple of days, which wow. is holy shit, like mind blowing because I'm everywhere. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, yeah. it, it was, it was a great thing. Robert, what about you, man? What's going on? What are you doing with, uh, with your time? I, I've been training a lot. Um, great. Just here, here at the house, I've been working the bags, putting myself through circuit. You know, it, it sounds kind of crazy, but uh, they had an amateur fight set up in November for uh, the Muay Thai Association. So I was going to come out of retirement and I was going to enter. I was just going to do it an amateur just for fun um, because I feel that for me to get in tip-top shape, I need to have a goal. And a goal in mind would be like, all right, we're going to Hawaii in August or September. I got to get dialed in, you know, feel fit. But when it comes to a fight, and you know this, Johnny, um, if you don't get fit, you're going to get your ass whooped and it's going to be embarrassing and you're not going to be able to live that down. So me being always trying to do my best and be the best me, I'm always the best version of me. So to be the best version of me, train like a beast. And I've been training hard every other day and I'm now realizing I'm 41. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I feel it, man. I mean, even going and hitting the cage with Jimmy, like for 10 minutes, cause you know, our, our CBD life pack store is right next to a batting cage. And right when they open up, you know, I mean, God, for the majority of the day it's empty. So me and Jimmy will go over there real quick and 
we literally, I did it once and I hit balls and it felt amazing. You know, I've been a ball player for so many years, but I go the next day I tell Jimmy, damn, I'm really sore. I've never been sore from a batting cage. I mean, that's unheard of. That's silly. It's silly when you think about it. But when you don't hit for 10, 12 years and you go in there thinking you're Babe Ruth, it's not a, it's not always a good look. But I, I think really staying focused and training my ass off, again, I'm not. I, I've been lightly kind of getting in the regiment because, as you know, when you're getting older, we think we're 21 and we're not. I got to really maintain that, uh, that, uh, that ability to work hard and work on core and so on, but understand my age and not overdo it. So I know that they're talking about the fight going back in February or March. It gives me a little more time to work through the holidays, kind of bulk up, gain a little bit of weight because their, their brackets are 30 pounds in between. So I could, I could do a, you know, let's call it a 170 to 200 and be sitting pretty or do right at 169 and be sitting real pretty. So I think I'm going to go between the, you know, the 140 to 170 mark, give or take. I think that'll be a good way in. So I'm excited, man. And I, you definitely have to come out and see the fight. I didn't even tell Jimmy this is news to him. So, yeah. It's cool. I was going to say ditto, you know, I'm training for a fight. No, I'm just kidding. You know what? I, I would love to come out, and I think it's great. And what you're doing is exactly what I was telling my girlfriend. This is why you're a brother from a different mother. I was telling her this last night. I'm not going to even call my girlfriend anymore. That's, I'll just call her my wife, you know. And we would totally get married if, I, if that's even allowed nowadays. But I, I don't want to get married with a mask on. That's kind of weird. Right. But anyway, that's another story for a different point in time. But – I want to get back to Muay Thai. I did amateur boxing. Um, I did Taekwondo. I did wrestling in high school, all this type of stuff. The reason why I want to go back to Muay Thai is because I was terrible at it. I want a challenge. If I'm going to do this again, like Evander Holyfield, the other day was on an interview, I'm sorry, maybe last month, and he was talking about, you know, he only wants to come out and fight people that he lost to because he wants to face challenges and obstacles. I'm like, oh man. Makes sense. Love yeah, it. I love it. I was so inspired. He's, they're like, you wanna fight Mike Tyson? And he's like, ah, you know, I would if the money's right. But he's like, I wanna face yeah. people that beat me. I wanna face adversity. <laughs> wow, really? And he's 57 years old and he looks amazing. Yep. yep. He looks amazing. And he doesn't need a nickel to save his life. He's just doing it for the love of it. And if the money, money's there. Same thing. Mike Tyson was on Joe Rogan the other day. And Mike was phenomenal, like uplifting. I almost had to stop and pause it. I'll get emotional here. <laughs> Mike was talking about things that made me like, woo. And may, maybe, maybe, you know, my CBD came in and it kicked in. My life pack, you know, where you start – because I know you guys know about the apex. I, I'm, I'm going to explain the apex. Is when you're dialed in, when it hits its peak, and everything is just – it has a great sensation. It's not a high. It's, it's not like that at all. It might be an emotional high, but it's just a focus level where right. you're able to separate what your anxiety is and focus on what your positivity is and the things you actually give a shit about. Nobody likes negativity. Mm. Nobody. You know, and, and sometimes I get dialed in when, when I take, you know, whatever supplement that LifePack does and it makes me feel so I, I could sit there and actually stop and enjoy what I want to enjoy and not focus yeah. on like, oh, it's my God, it's the aliens are coming. 
it's clarity. Yeah, it's clarity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's clarity. <laughs> it's so, what, what what is also clarity is sports. Um, I'm going to start with you, Jimmy. What sports are you watching? What's getting you by? Uh baseball, man. I, I listen. I'm a fan, man. I don't, you know, the stands and the fans, uh, fans in the stands are cool. But man, what's going on now is cool. I, there's some good baseball going on, and I do have to mention my Dodgers. I mean, they're, uh, they lost last night, but they're just like they're whooping people up like they're like there is no tomorrow. So get this, Johnny. 1988, Lakers won the title. 1988, Dodgers won the World Series. This could happen again this year. You guys are kicking ass. My oh, Yankees, they started off so good, and then they fell apart. They just yep. – everyone got hurt. I, I, I want to know what's going on with the strength and conditioning coaches oh. over there. I want to know what's going on with the pitching coaches. Yeah, I yeah. want to know what's going on with the hitting coaches. How do we start off this good and then all of a sudden we lose, I think, 15 in the last 20 games? Yeah. That's insane. Well, Aaron Judge went down twice, and it's like – Dude, that, that's your, he, that dude's your squad. He's so. everything. Him and Stanton. Yep. yep. You know, you have those top four with the Yankees. You have LeMahieu, Voigt, um, Judge, and Stanton. And, and we got two out of those top four guys that more than yeah. likely, if they're in that same sequence, will produce runs. Yeah. And, then, and then now our pitching just shit the bed. I don't know what's going on yeah. over there. You know, I feel like I'm watching Major League Part One. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, Part One too. <laughs> hey, but you Definitely know what, Johnny? You mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned golf earlier. You know, I've been I, I'm kind of excited about watching golf too now because, uh, for whatever reason, man, it's just really passing the time. But it's good golf too. Like there's some people coming out of the woodworks. Like it's some, it's some good, good golf. And PGA has been great. I've been watching it, and I was out there today. This game is a love-hate relationship with me. I love it. I love the environments. I love playing. I'm starting to learn about what club to use, how to approach certain things. But, man, yeah. like, you know, Robert was talking about Muay Thai and combat sports. That's where I come from. So what do I want to do when I see the ball? I want to kill it. Crush it. <laughs> I just want to crush it. And even the person I was with tonight, they were like, Dude, stop looking at where you're hitting it, but look at where the ball is. Because I love to send it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I, I hit it to Neptune, and it's amazing. Yeah. But then sometimes I don't. What about you, Robert? What are you doing to uh, sports-wise? You, you, obviously, you're a Dodgers fan as well. What else are you watching? You like my little Dodger? My little bobblehead? <laughs> I saw <laughs> it. I was laughing at sure it. <laughs> Couldn't resist. Um, get it? I saw you. Like, <laughs> you know, growing growing up, I played baseball, obviously, just like Jimmy, you know, very competitively. But um, I love what I love playing basketball as well. Never, obviously, I'm five nine, but I love watching basketball. And now with these Lakers and the Clippers, I mean, it's it a, a lot of uh, a lot of LA going on here. So I'm really curious to see where that's going. I know they're both two one. You know, right now going in. So. It's exciting. I'm really curious to see. I mean, it's it's interesting to see them going in, you know, at the end of the season into the playoffs. It's just weird. I mean, the chem how do you understand the chemistry? And it's – I think that the NBA got cut so short because of COVID. But I'm really curious to see where it goes. I mean, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And, yeah, I, I again, I'm, I grew up a huge Laker fan because my mother, uh, you know, 
God rest her soul. I mean, she was huge Magic Johnson and Kareem and so on, just like most LA natives. But, uh, you know, I'm, I've always been a, I, I love the, uh, you know, the underdog, which is the LA Clippers, you know, um, and, and it goes so far back. I mean, I've seen them have such good rosters and such good teams and they, they go into the playoffs and it's like choke city, you know, and it sucks because I would rock my LA Clipper jersey always, you know, I'm talking Elton Brandes, Sam Cassell, Nixon. I have a, I have a throwback Nixon jersey, you know, and so it's like I'm a huge Clipper fan, but the management's definitely let me down. So I'm really curious to see with this all-star lineup, you know, where it goes. So, but Jimmy, what, what do you think about these Lakers and Clippers? Have you been following? We never oh, even talked about yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Uh, the Clippers look, the Clippers look good. I, I'll tell you right now, Kawhi is one of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. He hands down is their squad. Um, and they went off. What was the last night or the night before? But either way, man, I, I think the Lakers are going to niche them. Yeah. Because it's going to come I, down to them in the West. So it doesn't matter. It's those two in the West. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be the Lakers. I really do. And and what and, and Miami? No, 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 no. Miami. Uh, no, it'll have to be. Uh, dude, Boston's looking pretty tight right now. Yeah, they're they solid. Yeah. They're solid. But you know who knows? The the East is the East, and I don't worry about them because the West is the best. Oh man! <laughs> wow, that's, that's, dang, that's dangerous. We got a we got a lot of East Coast listeners out here. Look, exactly. I was, I'm, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, what, I'm saying what you guys are thinking. <laughs> so I'm gonna go the I'm gonna go the, the 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 neutral bullet, Jersey born Cali raised. So I got my Dodgers. I got. I was about to say Mets. I wanted to see. Oh. <laughs> Come on, oh, Mets! How? We got, how the Mets? How? The, I should say Nets or the Mets. <laughs> Nets or Mets. Man, I, you know, again, growing up, my grandfather, you know, he recently <laughs> passed away and he was a diehard, you know, I mean, diehard Yankees fan. I mean, everything was Yankees. He oh, spoke yeah. three words of English and he put, go Yankees. That's, that's the two words. And he put, okay, was three, kind of like the Borat, <laughs> yeah, the Cuban Borat. But yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. He really got me into baseball as a kid and, and the Yankees were obviously my team, but. That did Dodgers sound now. very Borat. Yeah, oh, he's good at it. Robert, okay. do a little bit of it. Okay. I like, I like you. sex. I like <laughs> you. You're my friends. I like you. I like That is really good. That is really – did you do some overdubs in that movie? <laughs> no, I play with two pencils. That's two pencils. Yes. You hold pencil, you write down. Don't call me. <laughs> <I do that. laughs> Johnny, he'll call me and he'll start doing this. And I'm like, bro, I can't be serious. I cannot oh, awesome. be serious. Yeah, oh, my God. I'm thrown off the rails now. But, hey, uh, time out real quick. Here's another yeah. goodie for you on Robert's like little comedic stuff. So we're in this super, super, I mean, we can call it international. We'll deal with Canada, right? And all in the background, I hear Robert's playing with these like little cat me- meows and everything. It was You knew crazy. that was me? Dude, stop. Come on. No so way. So our TV awesome. partner up in Canada, Sig, was like, what is that? And the whole time, I'm laughing because I know it's this dude messing around. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be a little louder. It's so funny, dude. Like, it just. But but again, you got to kind of make everything into a, a, a good moment. You know what I mean? You go. <laughs> and you're just in the middle of a Zoom conversation 
dead into a pitch and you're just like yeah <laughs> and i'm like dude who i was dying the baby? i was yeah, dying there were probably six of us on the call and i'm just dying. incredible and everybody kept going everyone kept going like doing the dog yeah. like yeah, yeah who's yeah. making those noises <laughs> and i'm like yeah like i have no idea but hey the hardest thing is to keep this yeah you gotta just hit the button to keep the face. <laughs> exactly. Just roll it off. Just do it. It's Send a, it. It's a, It's yeah. awesome. So let's talk about what else we're we're doing. Sports is a big part of life. Also, TV, film, music. I've been watching Boardwalk Empire as a rewatch. Ooh. HBO series. Steve Buscemi. Mm -hmm. What a great show! I'm on season three. Just finished off the season finale. What a great show! What are you guys watching? We'll start with you, Robert. Mm. Uh, I don't really have, <laughs> I really don't have time, man. It, to be honest with you, you know, I, I watched, uh, Game of Thrones is probably the last thing I really, really watched. I mean, it was, there's another show that I was watching that, uh, it's called, uh, what was it? There, there's a couple good shows out there. Um, what's the one anyway? Yeah. I, I, I try to really find time in reading. I mean, it sounds kind of funny, but I mean, I try to read a, a book every two to three weeks. You know, I, I really focus on, you know, uh, self-improvement, Zig Ziglar. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot less Brown actually is about to drop a book. He's an amazing, uh, inspirational speaker, motivation for days, man. His name's Les Brown and he's really, really good. So, you know, whenever I have time, I literally put in my audios and, and I, I work and I do research and I'm, because in, in the CBD world, in, in my space, in Jimmy's space, things change daily, right? With regulations and so on. So I listen to audios and I do research. I li literally, that's all I do. Even in the car, I, I, if, if it's not going to self-improve me as being the best version of me, that's kind of what, I, what I'll do. I mean, I'll watch like Million Dollar Listing just for a little en background entertainment but I'm not dialed in and focused. It, it's just hard. I like movies. I want to watch comical. Something that's going to bring out the laughter, the, you know, the, 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 again, laughing positivity. It changes your whole mindset. And, and Jimmy's the same way. I mean, Jimmy, I mean, what do you, what do you watch? I, again, he's going to say no TV. I, I know it, but I mean, I don't even think he has cable. No, 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 no. You want to hear something crazy? Cobra Kai. Cobra the Kai. I actually kid. watched that. Yes. I watched that last Bro. week. Yep. It, it's, you know, what's crazy, man, whoever wrote it is brilliant. And I, Ralph Macchio, uh, Johnny, the lead character, they're producing this thing, but dude, I, it's like, it's no, it's kind of what it was with the old, you know, their big old sensei. I can't remember that dude's name, but there were no bullshit. And they're Reese talking, they're talking about these yeah. kids. It's like, yep. like, man up, dude, man up. But, uh, and the nostalgia of it was amazing. But I, I haven't got through even season one. I'm, I think I'm on episode three. Oh, wait fun to watch. Two. Wait till you get yeah, to Yeah, dude, it's fun to watch. I have a friend that actually does music for the show. And not only that, oh. you know, wow. I was already invested before I knew that he was actually involved in the show. Keaton Simons, mm -hmm. Eric Roberts, stepson, brilliant musician. I, I had the uh, fortune of having him on, the opportunity to have him on uh, my podcast recently. Great, great musician, great guy, great family the Roberts family is but um the bottom line is about the show it, you're, you're exactly correct the writing is tremendous and I'll tell you this it's like the same guys that did American Pie 
things like oh, wow. that. Harold and Kumar. That's why it's so yeah. funny. And I like the, the Johnny Lawrence side of the story. You get a flip <laughs> side of the coin. Ralph Macchio is great. And it just really delivered the goods. Uh, there's mm -hmm. a lot of shows that I've been into on Netflix in particular. And this is no product placement, Netflix. If you want to, you know, send me a check, you can. Yeah. But, you know, you have Cobra Kai one, season one and two. Great series. Tremendous. Funny. Uh, very dramatic. The Transformers just released. I know, I know it sounds like, wait, yeah. wait, we're 41. We shouldn't be watching animation. No, watch it. It's not for kids. This series. It will what is it? Transformers? Transformers, yep. War for Cybertron on Netflix. It's wow. a new, new one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but it's, is it a movie or is it an uh, animation? It's animation. It's a series. Oh, wow. And they have eight episodes. But they do it in CGI. And it's probably some of the best CGI I've ever seen in my entire oh, life. Wow. Oh, it, it, and it's so crazy because... When I was watching it, and I'm a huge sci-fi guy. I love Star Wars, all that kind of stuff. So I'm watching this Transformers series. And first of all, it's beautifully done. Like, the, again, the animation. Wow. But then, like, the context. And then, like, episode number three and four, people, like, major players are getting whacked. Like, I don't want to give up spoilers. <laughs> but this is, like, not – people are getting tortured. I'm like, this is not for kids. This is not for – I'm like, wow. It, it's everything. If you ever were into anything sci-fi or Transformers, I highly recommend wow. this show. Okay, yep. I got to check it out. Check it yeah. out. So um, another thing that we do at the house is pastime, play some video games. Do you guys play any video games? Yeah, Modern nah. Warfare. Modern Warfare? Yeah, I, I take out my temper on them. I'll just go in there and just shoot them up, light them up. It's fun. But again, with my ADHD, you know, I'll, I'll play for 20, 30 minutes, and then I go back on research tip and, and audios. So I'll, I'll do it for a little bit. Or, you know, me and my, my little guy, we want to end up playing. We have our little special time, and we play uh, uh, 2K. So we'll play some basketball and, mm -hmm. you know, the uh, all-time legends, Lakers against Bulls. Bulls are his team. He goes around telling everybody that he's Michael Jordan. He has absolutely no idea who he is, but he knows he can shoot. So my four-year-old runs around talking about, I'm Michael Jordan. He's Kobe. So it's, it's fun. I mean, that's our little bonding time, and it's, it's a good time. But, yeah, I mean, I think those are the two games that I play if I play is basketball and uh, Modern Warfare. What about you, Johnny? What's your, what's your appetite? Oh, man, we got everything going on. We got the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and we just recently did the Sega Genesis package, the Super Nintendo package. Oh, wow. The NES. We you got them all. We, we, so we got, like, shit, I don't even know, three, 400 games. And Whoa. Yeah, we're, we're going crazy. I tell you what, though, my girl is so good at video gaming. First of all, she beat Red Dead Redemption to 100% completion twice, okay? Wait, she did what? Beat Red Dead Redemption to 100% completion twice. I actually have she, that game. I've only it, played it once. It's, it's not an easy game, Jimmy. It's not an easy game. Wow. Not an easy game. So she did this twice. We did Grand Theft Auto a bunch of times, uh, the last one, part five. And now she's doing Zelda. And I, it's almost weird. I have like a fucking video game like watching fetish like i like to watch her play games awesome. <laughs> you know, like, 
for real, for real. Like we're going to pick up in a moment because my, my timer's running out. We're going to restart this meeting and I'll still, you know, we'll put it all together. I crop all this stuff out, but you know, I, I, I like to watch her play and it, it's, I don't know what it is. I, I think it's just so sexy that she looks great. Number one. And then number two, that she's kicking Zelda's ass. Zelda. I can't, that game fucks there me up. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's your thing. You'll just sit there and watch her game. Yeah. I like, got like a yeah. video game, like watching of my girlfriend fetish. I don't I, What do you even wow. call that? They have a name for everything nowadays. What would you call that? Like a video game? Psychosis. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, man, fetishes. I, I like watching my girl, you know, play that game. I don't know what it is, man. I think I like everything that she does. And, yes, maybe I could be trying to get some pats on the back when she hears the show and be like, oh, you're so sweet and you're so nice. But another thing, too, she got great feet. A lot of people have foot fetishes, you know. <laughs> and, and remember in uh, Boomerang when Eddie Murphy – Oh, yeah. He, he sent that girl to hell because her feet great. were jacked. That was awesome. <laughs> that was amazing. Incredible. Who you know? Who comes up with these ideas? And I hear that Eddie Murphy's coming back to stand up. I really hope he does. I hope so. I heard the oh same. Oh my god, Eddie we Murphy raw when he when he uh, goes after Italians after yep. seeing Rocky. Some of the most amazing. You can't, but the thing is, you can't get away with that nowadays. No. Oh hell no. no. He can He could though. I don't think so, man. Who knows? Eddie. I, I don't know. I, I would I accept know, it. I, I'm some. I'm one of those people. Not to get too controversial here, and I'll move on because I don't want people to get butthurt. But I, I like when people make fun of my Italian heritage because you know what? Nine times out of ten, they got me. They got it. Yep. I talk with my hands. We say things over here now, like. I, 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 in particular, I enjoy it. I think it's fun. Yeah. I find it as a compliment, and people are like, "Well, that's weird." No, yeah. I, th I think it's great. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, so, I, I don't, I don't mind it either. To be honest with you. Yeah, I don't mind it either. So, I mean, other things we're doing: uh, spending time with the family. That's the most important thing. A lot of people, hopefully, they have good families. Like Jimmy, I know you have a great family. Robert, I know you do as well. Uh, I have a great family. Personally, I love my wife. I, I love hanging out with her. I love her kid. I love my dog. Uh, so I, I, I encourage people to definitely focus on the better qualities of everyone. Like, for mm -hmm. example, I mentioned my dog. I love pets. You guys have pets by any chance? Yeah, we got uh, – me and Jimmy are both uh, into animals. He has – actually, he'll tell, he'll tell you about a couple animal fetishes he has. But uh, <laughs> I, I have uh, – That sounds crazy. <laughs> I have a man. Get after a gold, it. I, come on, we're the CBD brothers, man, and and he's my much older brother. So, um, so I have a golden doodle. I I also have a giant. Yeah, that's schnauzer. cool. I remember when uh when I got my first dog. <laughs> so I have Jimmy loves my giant schnauzer. Um, he he he's really Why into. Your nose isn't that big. <laughs> Hey, no, it's he's dude. He's a sixty-eight pound pup, four-month-old puppy, and he's the sweetest, most loving, craziest dog ever. Their prey drive's insane. I've always wanted a giant Schnauzer. I know that they're they're really great dogs, super loyal, and and 
they're great protective dogs, you know, so they does a lot of police training and giant schnauzers, man, they get up to 120, 130 pounds. He's going to go through the full Academy and, you know, kind of get dialed in just like my other dogs were. And then we have a little fluffy, big ass teddy bear named Charlie. That's 120 pounds. And he's a yeah. sweet beast, but my, my four-year-old thinks he's a horse. So he tries to ride him around the house. Oh man. And he does pretty, he does pretty good with it. Uh, but they don't make a saddle. So he, he tries to ride him bareback and it's just with all the fluff, he tends to fall off. But, um, uh, uh, Jimmy, tell him about, tell him about Sir Winston. Well, I got Sir Winston who's got more Instagram followers than I do. <laughs> That's how cool my dog is. He's an English, um, English bulldog. He's as cute as can be. And I just took him to Tahoe last week on an eight hour, you know, both way eight hour drive. He was amazing. Yeah. But he's a great, great dog. <clears throat> cool. My kids love him. My wife and I love him. It's amazing. I have a beautiful Chihuahua that we've had now for about six years. She's a rescue. Um, it's very protective, like you were talking about, Robert. Like, my, I, I know about that. Like, she's got a darling heart for her family. But when it comes to outside people, like, she – you can't – you got to put her in a different room. She'll tear your face off. The Chihuahua, huh? Like, yeah, even though she's, like, this yeah. big – yeah, <laughs> you know, she's like this big. Exactly. She'll come at you, bro. Remember like Monty Python, uh, Quest for the Holy Grail? I don't know if you guys ever <laughs> saw that movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Remember that rabbit that comes out of the hole and just like destroys all the knights? Yeah. That's my dog. Oh, my <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. She will yeah. jump at your face. And That's crazy. She's got a heart of gold like once she gets to know you, but it takes a while. And, right. and I still bring people over and ease her in, and she still has issues. Like, um, recently I went to San Diego. Thankfully, I have a great neighbor, and uh, I went to San Diego with my family. You know, I'm in Vegas, and uh, we traveled over there. And I had my neighbor come in and feed my dog. And I have cameras in my house, so I could see like what's going on and everything like that. And I trust the guy totally. He's got the keys to my house. But it's it's funny that she actually started to warm up to this guy. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, is my presence or like, you know, if the family's home, maybe she's in defense mode, but when she's just kind of chill by herself, like maybe she's just open-minded and willing. Cause she knows this guy was nurturing her, you more know, submissive. Yeah, exactly. Maybe she's got daddy issues more. You don't know where she's been, man. I, I think she fought uh, coyotes and bears in the desert because she was the yeah. who rescued her. And I know that sounds crazy. That's a story for another day. But other stories <laughs> that are going on in the world right now, um, you know, we uh, to recap, we talked about a lot of things about how we keep positive, how we keep focused, how we keep happy, how we keep our families happy. Um, what are you guys doing moving forward as we head – you know, uh, advanced towards the weekend and whatnot. I mean, we're on hump day right now, but yep. obviously we have the weekend coming up. Uh, I'll start with you, Jimmy. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, well, here, I'll, I'll precurse that with, um, man, it's the week. You know, my kids are back at school, and I've got a senior now, and then I've got a se uh, two graduates and a, a junior and a freshman in college. So it's, it's chaos, but the weekends are um, – the, 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 the weekends are interesting now, right? It's my kids are going to school. My wife's working. I'm working. And the weekends are actually back to being weekends. 
which is kind of cool, you know, because, you know, people are doing their own things and kind of getting out of the house. And then Saturdays and Sundays, man, we just kind of gear up, head towards the beach. I mean, we're big beach people. I grew up on the beach and so did my wife. So, man, it's just, it's just, it's just that family time, you know. It's like I'm kind of, I gear up for Robert and I work so damn hard. And I know it's somewhat cliche, but, man, the weekends are, are really cool, fun times. And, and this weekend's not going to be 110 like it was last weekend. Yeah. So it's going to be a good, you know. Oh, maybe dude, the weather out here golf. in Vegas finally broke. We were at 120. And I didn't even know at one point in time that 120 could actually exist. Okay. Yeah. And then I saw it and I felt it. And I used to work on a CBD farm, like I told you, as a grower. And I was out there in Nye County out here. And uh, the company I worked for, they moved up to Reno. I couldn't do that. I, I already came from Vegas rather New Jersey to Vegas. And that, that was already a big you know what the Reno Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so Reno's on the West Coast. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. Reno's like ten hours away, so I'm like, that's not gonna yeah. happen. Um but I've been out there and we had eighteen hour days and you guys know the process. I mean you, you know, even though you you're doing your thing as distributors, you know what the field's like. The field is yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work that goes on in the field, man. Like trenching and pipe laying, and well, pipe laying. That's, that's yeah, it's a fun that's part. Story. <laughs> story. Hey, but in 120 hey. degrees, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's not tolerable. I, I, I tell you what, and I, I'm going to go here. Is that luckily again? We've been doing a whole lot of pipe laying around the house. I don't know about you guys. That's another thing to get past quarantine. Oh, yeah. I had sex 10 times yesterday, I swear to you. 10, Ten times. And I'm 41. How, how many Christ. times did your wife have it? Once? She had it. No, every time with me. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 10 times. Like, Man, that's, I, that's a record, bro. That is amazing. I, I, you, must, you must – and you're from Jersey, not San Fernando Valley? That from is Jersey. crazy. From Jersey. I, I <laughs> and I told her. I doesn't, he doesn't get it, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, no. I, well, tell, 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 me Fernando, joke, tell me a joke. Tell me a joke. San Fernando Valley is the, uh, the, it's the central hub of the porn industry where, where I've grown up. So oh, okay. The San Fernando Valley is known as Porn Valley. I mean, there's been reality shows about it. And you drive around Chatsworth and you would see every other major building was – Red light district, wicked pair. I mean, it's it was b bananas. So that's why we always say, "Oh, you're from the <laughs> valley." Oh, okay, gotcha. So to to let the listeners know, like, where's the uh, actual like geography? Like, is it near? So the Los San Fernando Angeles? Valley is let's let's call it. Um, if if you're in the middle of the San Fernando Valley, San Fernando Valley consists of like Sherman Oaks, Studio City, Woodland Hills, Calabasas. I mean, it's there's the flats of the San Fernando Valley, and then there's the hills of Chatsworth and so on. But it's about, let's just call it, what do you think, Jimmy, 20 miles out from Malibu? I mean, it's... Oh, yeah, it's a little bit deeper than that. But, you know, dude, it's... I mean, you're at the base of the valley, and that's where ever, all, that, all that happens. And so it was that's where they do all the, like, the porn shoots and stuff. Oh, it's, it was all, it's all porn out here. I mean, now it's definitely phased out, uh, obviously. But that, yeah, like, I mean, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, I mean, and, and crazy thing, when you think about it, me being a rock and roll baby, is it was rock and roll and porn. So, I mean, yeah. some of my sitters were adult stars. Uh, Tina, Miss Tropicana was my favorite sitter. Um, of course she was. So I, had some, so I had some really good babysitters that were – 
that were great. They're helping me with homework. Um, just really nice, sweet young ladies. Um, and yeah, it's, there was uh, the cream of the crop. My, my dad had his, his pick of sitters. So the San Fernando Valley is a great place to grow up in. And um, my book will be dropping 2021. So Barnes and Nobles. <laughs> I'm looking for a publisher if anyone's looking. So yeah. There cool. it is. <laughs> you know, I, I, that would be a great book, dude. <laughs> totally. Oh, you ain't even ready for my stories. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's, it's been interesting, yeah. So you mentioned music there. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, we all come from music backgrounds. We're all into music. You know, Most Robert, definitely. you especially, I mean, your father, your uncle. Um, a band uh, I've been listening to recently, I, I found myself doing a lot of 80s, like Toto, you know, Led uh, Zeppelin, which is more of a 70s band. You can see I'm wearing a Toto t-shirt right mm -hmm. now. Um, Rush, uh, for a lot of reasons. I mean, Neil going, geez, oh, broke my heart, broke my heart. Well, well, probably one of the greatest to ever do it and, and break through for the progressive rock genre. Uh, Robert, what, what are you listening to nowadays? Man, I listen to everything. You know, growing up, I, my mom was a classic pianist, so obviously I listen to Andrea Pacelli. Uh, I mean, I, I go from from classic classical to now country because uh, of wifey to, I mean, rock and roll is in my blood, obviously. So Led Zeppelin, uh, Jimmy Page, I mean, it's it, it goes on and on. But I'm, I'm going to tap into this. Jimmy's over the moon and, and Simon Wright, I don't know if you saw the press release. It was on Yahoo News. Life Pack Organics just added a rock star legend drummer, Simon Wright, uh, from ACDC and Dio. Now he's part of the Life Pack Organics team. So Jimmy just met him, just a just English prime gentleman, I call him. You know, just a real true to heart, solid, good quality human being. And now he's representing Life Pack Organics. We're going to create a whole entire product line called uh, Music Muscle Therapy. And it's going to be for a therapeutic line. Um, and I'll make sure you get some. But yeah, J Jimmy could tell you a little bit of, of his experience with Simon and, and just bringing on this all-star team. We're, 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 bringing, we're making the team deeper and deeper as far as musicians, um, as well as, you know, pro athletes, ex-pro athletes, and just anybody who is influential who understands our movement. But again, Jim, Jimmy could talk about the yeah. Simon Wright because ACD yeah. is one of his favorite Let groups and mine, mine too. So Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, I never got the privilege, obviously, to meet him prior than last week. But, man, uh, growing up and listening to that, it, it was bananas. And I'm standing in front of Simon going like, I, I want to say, bro, do you know who you are? And obviously he does. But that's the cool thing. And, and Robert, I'm going to plug you a little bit. Like Robert's been around all this. I, I'm I've never been around all this. This is I'm like a kid in a candy store when it comes to his dad and his uncle and the the uh, you know Frankie was man. I got to meet Frankie. But well, no, tell, I mean, tell them that tell them that story and and well, again. I mean that story was uh, that that was early on in the process when he was he just got diagnosed April. and um, his wife reached out to Robert and then we drove down there and presented with a you know a, an array of products and just to hope, help ease what he was going through and, you know, give him some sort of light. But man, it's like having these guys in my presence, right? I never grew up like this big music dude. I always loved music, but not to the level of YouTube, right? But it's just like, I get, I'm in such awe when I'm just in front of these people and they're just, they're humble, but they're badasses, man. 
And that's the cool part. They're badasses. Well, I tell you what, like recently I crossed over in my interviews and been interviewing actors and I'm just so in awe that I, I love the uh, difference from what it was I originally started my podcast with, which was combat sports, which I love and I will always love. And I'll always continue to have fighters on, promoters, managers, whatever. Yes, I am plugging myself. I will admit it right now. But lately I've crossed over to actors like Steven Sharippa from The Sopranos, you know, things of that nature. And Eric Roberts, oh my God, like what an amazing, amazing person to have on. Um, also musicians, which I know about, and I'm going to segue into that, Keaton Simons, um, who is Eric Roberts' stepson. And I met Keaton through Eric. The thing is, like, I cannot wait to have Simon on and talk to a drummer. Because first of all, and I don't want to toot my own horn, I'm 41. I've been playing drums since I was about 12 years old. I've been teaching drums for 30 years. I've also worked with, you know, Bobby Kimball from Toto and other people and hired gun type stuff. I cannot wait to sit down and talk to this man about booze, number one, <laughs> drumming and beyond, whatever he wants to talk about. Because... Yeah. You know, I, the drumming aspect um, is it's a fraternity of brotherhood, just like it is with guitar and bass and all this type of stuff, and just like it is with mixed martial arts, you know. But I cannot wait to sit down and actually have a conversation and interview a drummer, which I've never done yet. I've never you – know, that, that's something I've never done. So you know it's the like, main question he gets, Johnny, is yeah, – tell me. Why did you leave ACDC and join Dio? You left ACDC to join Ronnie James Dio. And that's the main question he gets. Um, and I think we should ask him. Because, you know, it's, it's nice to hear. I, I don't know if he's going to add. A, I, I know why. Um, but it's really interesting to ask that question. Because you're going from ACDC to Dio leaving Black Sabbath. So it's really interesting to see that and the dynamic um, and, and which is really, really key because their music, you, as you know, is similar, but it's not because obviously Dio is a lot deeper, not as more progressive. More progressive. It's, yeah. And ACDC is a stadium hard hitting. I mean, when they would write their music, they would write it to a point where it would bounce off stadiums, right? And and I've learned that in recording studios, it's like, well, why are you why are you using this or why? I mean, what's the the base on this? Like Van Halen, right? When Eddie or any of them would write their music, and you sit in a studio with these guys, and you're going, like, I'm gonna tell you an interesting story. So Mike Clink and Bob Ezrin, do you have any idea who they are? Yeah, Bob. So so most people go Mike Clink and Bob Ezrin. Who are they? They're producers. They're the reason that's appetite for destruction guns and roses some of the biggest hits that jimmy myself you have heard ever most, most of the audiences <laughs> listening to us have zero idea who these guys are and they're the reason this music is what it is and it's it's so much deeper than just musicians playing music it's 
when Mike Klink or Bob Ezrin, and these guys are insane producers, they wrote actually a lot of my, my dad, Hurricane, when, my, when Hurricane was coming out, they're actually, they jumped in the studio and they started recording Hurricane. And that's why it was like, okay, I did GNR, you know, Guns N' Roses. And I mean, Guns N' Roses actually opened up for Hurricane years ago on, on, in Hollywood, which is insane. And, you know, just to see them blow up and where they are now, but to see the music and the passion behind it, but it's more like, okay, guys, this is the music and this is what we're writing. And then Duff McCain and the rest of the guys come in and they, they write it. I mean, like, Nikki Six, great bassist, but a songwriter, bananas. He is so keyed in and such a good songwriter. So it, there's musicians and then there's people that write music. So you can play music, but can you write music? You know, a lot of musicians can't even read music. John, you know that as a teacher, a lot of these guys don't know how to read music and they're amazing musicians. Um, and then there's a lot of just stage, stage show musicians that they can play the tune but they're not like in mosting what do you think i mean when you talk about as a guitarist and when you listen to some of this music it's and again this is a whole different conversation but like i i kind of geek out because no was, it's a great conversation i'm glad you went there i got a couple avenues i'm going to travel down we'll start with the reading of music i tell everyone this when i teach them how to play or just in general if they want to start something up and maybe I'm not their mentor or whatever. Music is a language, okay? So if you wanna speak, say for example, the English language, you wanna learn how to read. You wanna learn what the definitions of words are. Because if you don't use those words in the right context, you're gonna sound ignorant. Yep. And that's what's gonna happen if you don't learn how to read music. Now there's two different approaches to this. It's feel and technique yep. you discipline you know you learn to read and you also learn to feel right so if you don't learn how to feel it uh, if you don't learn how to read it as well it, it's not going to work you got to have a hybrid of both i could go out and see a drummer i could be like that guy's got great timing i love the way he's hitting a two and four but he's sloppy his bass drum is is not like say immigrant song right led zeppelin but he's doing doom 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 no now now it's messing me up but even though you're keeping time i i could understand that you're not using the the notes in the phrase in the sentencing you know that guy probably needs life back organics exactly and I tell you what, dude, that's been helping me out. Bro. My, my shit is I'm just, I'm just now. saying, you know, when I'm off a little bit, I take Life Pack Organics and everything. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there's no doubt, you know. And and I can't wait till we have our next guest on, man. Simon Wright's gonna. Yep. I can't wait to talk drums. Like you might, you guys might hate me on that one because I'm just gonna be like, hey, uh, who's your favorite drummer? Where'd you start? And what do you do to like warm up and you know, it's drumming and, and music is like athleticism. It's a sport, yeah. yep. you know, and you have to stretch and you have to do things. And we're like, we're talking about right now, but uh, you know, I, I think it's a wonderful thing, you know, to, to be able to accomplish, you know, like, again, what we were talking about with Simon, your father as well, and your uncle and, mm-hmm. and what they're, trying to still achieve music is in a weird place right now i mean it's going to take a while 
until we get back to having concerts. But yeah, there's still a lot of weekend warriors, you know, and a lot of guys are really, you know, it's, it's, it's love and passion, but with the economy and the way things are going, I mean, you know, obviously Nam show is obviously going to be canceled, you know, all oh, these terrible. big shows and yeah, it sucks. I mean, we're, it's January. I mean, hopefully they can turn this thing around and it's going to be a whole new Nam. I'll tell you that when it reopens, but I, I mean, it, it's, it's really interesting to see where the times are and with music because create, I mean, look, as, as a musician, most of these people make their living off of what? Record sales? Eh, negative. Performances, right? And merch, like that's where they get by. Well, there are no performances. And, and merch, yeah, you could purchase it online. I mean, thank God for licensing deals because, I mean, think about what some of these companies, whoever owns GNR or owns ACDC, I mean, they're licensing their brand to target and all these manufacturers and they're able to get by. So now the modern age of music is paying for itself, but to go and drop a new album. I mean, it, it's a trip to see my uncle. He's on uh, dash radio and he has his monsters of rock show. Um, and, and it's doing phenomenal, but to see my uncle actually go and sit down for a few hours and do a radio show weekly is kind of unheard of because He's a busybody, just wear Sarzos and, and we work and we constantly are going and going and going. And it's like, for me to sit down for an hour and 30 minutes with Jimmy and it's you. It's not easy. I mean, it's, it's really not easy. And, and just so everyone knows, we don't have an agenda. We, we get on, we talk, we enjoy each other's company. We, we discuss our lives and we hope we're not boring the shit out of you. But, you know, this, it, it's, our lives will be a lot more exciting once this all opens back up. I recently went to Vegas and it was interesting sitting by a pool and I, I literally went for 24 hours to knock out a few meetings and I decided to shoot down to the pool with wifey and it came to a point it's like you need to keep your mask on by the pool but then you go in the pool you could remove the mask the understanding <laughs> there I don't understand what's the logic to all this I, 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 it's like I, you I could go to a restaurant and you could actually literally I sat at a bar countertop yesterday at the oyster bar in Las Vegas right down the street from me, great restaurant. I'm not trying to shit on it. I give them props. They allow you to take your mask off and just yep. relax and do your shit. And, spread, and so spread then, your droppings. Yeah, exactly. Drop, but why, why, can't, why can't I go 10 feet away to a bar that was closed in the facility? And I'm going to address who, who it was, the Santa Fe casino out here, right in the corner. And, uh, you know, you can't go to a bar there because it's closed, but I could sit at a bar top. But I'll tell you why. I know why, Johnny. I know why. Me. Help me out. Oysters taste better with droplets. What's a droplet? Tell me what a droplet is. When you remove your mask, you expose your droplets out of your mouth. And when it lands on the oysters, apparently it's better. That's why the oyster <laughs> bar is allowing that. You've got to, you've got to find the logic here, Johnny. Try yes. so you and your you and your your girl share droplets and I get some oyster uh, oysters oysters yeah. I call them and and put your droppings on there and just see because I I heard it adds a little bit of flavor and saltiness to it so you have to go with like maybe the Kamamoto's you know or the Fanny Bay because they're they're sweeter not as salty so when you add your droplets it'll add a little bit of salt to it. I, I want to say this. I want to go back to music real quick. Obviously, <laughs> I'm a big music guy, right? Um, back in the day, we, we grew up 
like you, you're the guys are borderline the same age as me. I'm 41. Robert, you're how old? 41. Jimmy? 50. Okay. So we came from an era where we had vinyls, we've had cassette tapes, we've had laser discs, we've had CDs, all this type of shit, right? So remember back in the day when we had an album that we picked up, say a CD even, and you saw like the liner notes, who produced it? I'm going back, back to what you were saying before, Robert. Who recorded it? Who was the you know, personnel on the album? Who did yep. the drums? Who did the guitar? Who, who was the executive producer? Exactly. And, it, and it meant something. It, yep. it, there's, there's a difference. And then like now, and this is before pandemic, guys. Fuck pandemic. Like, this is before that shit. Like, you, you get, like, your shit, you're downloaded. You get one song. You see an image. But you don't really know what, what the, the story was. Um, guys, I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to get very passionate about music. Look at Steely Dan. Look at bands like Toto. Look at bands like Guns N' Roses, like Robert was talking about. Look, look at the Yesteryear, Led Zeppelin, The Doors, all this type of stuff. These guys worked in a room, one room, together, and recorded amazing music. Nowadays, you got computers, bullshit, in terms of, like, maybe the result isn't bad, but, you know... A movie like Cadillac Records, for example, all right, everybody did everything in a room and you had to be perfect. And if you weren't, guess what? There's the fucking door. And, and that's what we need life to be like right now, in my opinion. If you can't get it perfect, get the fuck out. Yeah, you got to be held accountable, man. I agree with that. Wait, Cadillac Records, who is that with? Uh, who's the actor in that movie? Shit. Um, Adrian... Yeah. What's his name? Live tight. Live. Um. Um. Darryl I'm gonna Smith. pull it up. I'm gonna. I'm Live, gonna pull uh, it up here. Brody, Adrian Brody. Yep. Great fucking actor. Yeah. Oh, dude. He he did a wonderful job in that film, man. You I'm know. gonna bring it up too because I I want to see what you're talking about. Oh, that's a great movie. If if you haven't seen that movie, watch it. Um. It goes through what I believe is the real oh. or origins of rock and roll, like how yeah. rock and roll really started, yeah. how rock and roll really began. Um, wow. Chuck Berry, very <laughs> soulful, uh, you know, and uh, who else was in that movie? What's that singer? I can't think of her name. Uh, Beyonce. Beyonce yeah. was great. She was phenomenal in this film. Well, she's not bad. At all, she's not bad at all. Phenomenal, and um, she she'll she'll break your heart. I'm gonna give you a little spoiler here, guys. If you haven't seen it before, she will break your heart because she is just so wow intense. I mean, there yeah. you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you see it. Like, uh, and what I love is that they do the um, to bookend what I'm talking about the uh, open room recordings where they have okay. all the musicians in one take. You, that's it. You have to do it. Yeah. And, and uh, the singer has to sing. The drummer has to play. The tr if you have a horn section, a trumpet player, they just got to go. 
you know, and uh, yeah. got to be on point. You got to be on point, and that's the standard that I love mm-hmm. about the narrative of that that period. You know, yeah. I mean, there, there's there's things they could you know get away with and cut copy. Not not I shouldn't say cut copy paste, but there's things they could edit out and fix and and overdub. Overdub is the word I'm trying to use, yeah. but. Back then, I mean, you you really you had to know your shit, or you just didn't have the job. So well, live was live, live was live back then. Exactly, Jimmy. Exactly. Live was live. So, yeah. Robert, I want to throw it to you before we cut out. We got a few minutes left here. Um, what are you doing to uh, prepare yourself? Uh, we talked about the MMA, getting back to Muay Thai, and all that type of stuff. Like what's your mental state to, to get back to that? Mental state. Yeah. Elaborate on that. What, what do you mean? I, so. I, mental state is that what's your focus? How, how do you wake up and still every, cause to fight is not easy. No. Well, but right? you know, we have the fighter, you know, and I know Jimmy's not a, a fighter, but he has that fighter mentality. And, um, so we kind of all are on the same page. Uh, I think just, you know, look, this is the amateur fight. It's fun. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be awesome. I'm doing it just to test my, my skills, my ability, and, and give me something to kind of build up to. So, look, I, I'm trying to run two to three miles on a training day. I uphill. My, my neighborhood's pretty hilly. I've been riding uh, my bike throughout the community, um, just a lot of uphill. And, you know, again, I'm 41, but I'm trying to build my, keep my core nice and strong and built um, and, and just maintain a, a good body weight. But at the same time, my BMI, you know, I, I'm, I'm pushing right now. I'm fluctuating from nine to like 13, 14% uh, body fat. So it, it's good. Wow. Again, the bag of chips don't help you know, the late night <laughs> snacking and, and not being able to work out uh, like I want to. I mean, we're busting our ass building life pack mechanics, man. And, and, you know, we're about to open up our, our CBD store, brick and mortars in every city. I mean, you know how much time. I, I honestly think if me and Jimmy are on the road, like doing the road show, we call it, you know, hitting every major city, I probably will be getting a better workout in because I'll have uh, less distraction. You know, the distraction I have now is, is mainly family, which is a positive distraction. Uh, for instance, I got to go pick up my, my little guy from school. I look forward to that every single day. I get to break away, pick him up, and have a conversation about a four-year-old's day. And that means a lot to me. Jimmy gets the phone calls about the smallest little things, and I hear that regarding, like, college and his girls. You know, so it's at least me – I can, I can really focus and work hard. I can train and then I can have that separation to be able to have that family time and be able to chill with my girl or just go grab dinner. And, but then I get back in the swing. I think when it gets closer, if I knew that November was a fight, I would definitely be training a lot harder. Now I could just kind of maintain and build, but again, work, working, working the bag, working the speed bag, hitting, getting, getting back in the swing of things. Cause it's, it's funny. It's like riding a bike, but it's not right. So you could go in there and you could hit a bag, as you know, and you hit it really hard and you really focus and you work on technique and you film yourself and you go back to your video and you go, what? 
the fuck was that? Like my form was off. My, my motor skills, I look like I just started fighting. I'm like, I'm drop, I'm dropping my, like if I literally was sparring with someone, they would have tagged me 20, 30 times in my first round. And that's not me. I'm always quicker. Like I'm always, my, my whole thing is being quick, light on my feet, being able to move, being able to adapt. Uh, I fight many different strategies and ways because of my, my martial arts of Taekwondo, Hapkido, and then the Muay Thai. Um, but yeah, I, I think really working on my ground because again, the Muay Thai fight is literally just stand up. There's not any really ground because we're not doing MMA. It's just Muay Thai. So I, I think that's really going to be the main core focus. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to have Jimmy start being my sparring partner, bring my headgear in there and my shin pads. Yep. Yep. <laughs> those those leg kicks warehouse. with Muay Thai are terrible. I, I did uh, Muay Thai and it's funny, like I mentioned before, I'll book in the conversation we had earlier is that I want to have the challenge because that was where I wasn't as sharp uh, with Muay Thai that I was with boxing, but I want the challenge. That's why I want to pick your brain on it. I want to ask like what at 41 years old, like we see Mike Tyson coming back at 53. We see Evander Holyfield coming back at 57. We see Roy <laughs> Jones coming back in his fifties. We see De La Hoya talking shit to Canelo. We see all this type of stuff happening yep. and it, it, it gets, it gets, you know, the fuel, burning the fire you know and desire you're never too old you're, you're never, never too old, old. You're never too old no That's absolutely not and 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 i do shit and it's funny because when you're when you're older maybe your physicality isn't as great but your <laughs> wisdom is better oh yeah and, yep, and it's so true yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't want to get hit i'm the older one and i don't want to get hit there's the loose one right there it sucks. It's never good to get hit. But I tell you what, this was a hit. Guys, we had a great time today. Uh, let's close out. Jimmy, any final thoughts? No, man. Peace, love, and let's get this thing rocking. Very nice. Robert, you, what about you, brother? Man, we're, we're lovely. We're excited. We're pumped. Next week, it's going to be big. My boy, Johnny Sig, and the CBD Brothers signing off. Let's get it. Ciao, baby. Love you guys. <laughs> Thank Peace. you, guys. Much love.